we just only have one chance and this chance will be history so that means your mistake will be the history <laughs> welcome to mosaic of china a podcast about people who are making their mark in china i'm your host oscar fuchs so it's the final episode of the season which started way back in august of last year That's only eight months ago, but sometimes eight months can feel like a lifetime. And looking back today, I can somehow see how this podcast has been an exercise in describing the experiences of East meeting West. Across these 30 episodes, we've been looking at aspects of life in China, sometimes through an expert's lens, and other times more through an outsider's lens. But on each occasion, in a way that helps an English-speaking audience experience how one culture speaks to another through its human stories. Today's episode is with Okto Chiong, who is a Hong Kong-born fashion designer based in mainland China. Before this interview, I was wondering how Okto's story would fit into the East meets West fabric of the series. But as you'll hear, not only does it fit, it ended up being one of the best examples. Okto's experiences delicately weave together the elements of culture and identity that define her life and her work. And when you hear about her special private client, you'll recognize how fashion is yet another language we can use to interpret the dialogue between China and the outside world. Well, thanks so much for coming today, Okto. Thank you. It's great to have you. I'm here with Okto Chung, and Okto is a fashion designer and co-founder of AeroGo. Mm, yeah. And I'm not going to ask you too much about it because I can already see what your object is. So let me ask you the first question, which okay. is, what object did you bring? So today uh, I bought my company's innovative product, which is a Arugo balloon jacket. Balloon. This is a word that is a combination of balloon and pillow. So have you ever think about a jacket who has a travel pillow insert? In the collar. So okay, so you can hear Octo mm-hmm. unfurling her jacket right now. Yeah. <laughs> so Oscar see the beautiful jacket. You can see a pop. You blew it. <laughs> and then you can sleep with the heat generated mask, and then you put your hood on, and then you sleep anywhere you like, even on the street. On the branch, on park, plane, train, or anywhere you want. That's great. It's a mixture of a jacket and basically a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I'll definitely have to include an image or two on social media so people can actually see what this looks like. It's it's quite hard to describe, I must say. So thank you so much for bringing that in, Octo. I guess that leads me to to ask you the most obvious question, which is, what is your background? Actually, I studied in Hong Kong when I was young, start from seventeen, something like that, fashion design, and uh, after the university, I go to a brand called G two thousand, which is uh, mainly make in occasional wear suits, suits and suits. And so, actually, I feel very tired when I'm I'm doing the very ordinary design, and then I. Start to apply a award called Hong Kong Young Design Talent Award. Young Design Talent Award. Yeah. Right. And、uh, this is a very difficult award because it's architecture, graphics,、uh, interior design, fashion design, 
industrial design, so so many design field, just only two person can get the scholarship, which cost two hundred and fifty k Hong Kong dollar. So that's why, luckily, I got it. Wow. Yeah. At the end. So that allowed you to go where? Uh, of course, my dream place, London. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! I didn't pay her to say that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you studied there. Where Where were you studying? So study master degree in London College of Fashion. I can see so many college which is from all over the world. For Asian, mostly they are more demure.、Mm. They are very down to earth, and they are they they didn't talk too much about、uh, what is their thinking inside. And for the European, they are very outgoing. They are very、uh, like to express their themselves. I can say example is, uh, I have an Italian college, which is my very good friend. Uh, mostly, uh, Italian guy or Italian woman, they are seductive, <laughs> and then that means that um, their clothing somehow is showing the sexuality inside,、mm. very tight waist, very tight hips to show the natural streamline, natural curve of a woman. And the men and showing the masculine, so this is what their culture. But in China or in in Asia, we use clothing to hiding our sexuality,、mm. and you can see straight line, and、uh, they don't want to explore their body outside. Depends on the culture. We really don't want to show what we we are thinking to outside. Interesting, which、yeah. is I guess in direct contrast to the Italian culture, for example. Yeah, yeah. Because of the background of Hong Kong, East makes West, so、uh, I use the Western cutting, but you can see the thinking is、uh, is Chinese philosophy.、Mm. I start to realize that、uh, I need a good investigation or a good study to my own culture. Because in Hong Kong, when when I study, mostly they tend to much more Western. Actually, it's a very big difficulty、yeah. of Hong Kong in especially thirty something age. Yeah. Or forty something age, we didn't know much about China. You have like a a split personality almost. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the first time I realized that I am a Chinese is、uh, when I go to Paris when I'm twenty. There, there's not much people know the difference about Hong Kong and China, and Somehow is I、uh, I say I'm from Hong Kong. Keep claiming that I'm from Hong Kong, and they say, "Oh, China," and ask me too many things that actually I didn't I didn't know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. It is about what you yourself do, how you define yourself. But then it's funny because the outside world can also define you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to like really think. Okay, well, what the hell am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow is I I'm struggling at that time. Yeah. And for now, uh. I will say I'm Chinese. Yeah. And after reinterpreting it, you you make your your own culture to a next level, and I think this is the responsibility of a designer who need to do in this decade. Right. So,、yeah. from what you're saying, then did you go from London straight to China, mainland China, or did you come back through Hong Kong? I come back through Hong Kong, and then I start to realize that I need to know more about China. And then I working as a designer in there and start my design journey in China. 
great. And I know that where you ended up was in children's wear, right? Yeah. So let's cut forward to that experience. What was it like to design children's wear in China? Actually, the brand that I'm working, I was working, is the biggest brand in China. So the company is called Yihu, mm. Y-E-E-H-O-O, Yihu, just like the sounds that babies. <laughs> children's wear, why it's very difficult is because of the restriction in China. The restriction in China, I can say is the most difficult restriction in the world. Because maybe the color fasting is not well enough, maybe the strength which is too long and they can be dangerous for our kids. Oh, because the string can strangle. Yeah, yeah, right. something like that. Interesting. And, and that's funny. So actually the rules in China are stricter than in Europe and in the US? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then the customer here, you can't have this on my baby because my baby is very pure and my baby is an angel or something like that. Right. So if it's too risky, then it's simpler just to disallow it. Yeah, disallow it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we skipped over one part of your career. During this part of your career, you got a very important client, didn't you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me make clear to listeners, we're not allowed to say who this client is, right? Yeah. It's it's a female. Yeah. Someone who's very high profile. Yeah. And if someone tries to guess, you will not tell them if they are correct or wrong. Of course, that's the thing that I cannot tell. Okay, so having said that, let's talk about your experiences with this client. So what was it like working with this client in terms of the access it allowed you and the designs you were able to make? Mm, I think I very, I'm very lucky one because I'm being chosen for working for her uh, as a designer for around uh, five years. So the event is a very important visit to the highest person in each country. And when she met the person in that country, so I made the clothes for her and the clothes which is designed according to each country's culture and combined to our own Chinese culture. Amazing. So can you give an example? Like when did you assimilate these two cultures with a fashion design? Actually, it's a, it's a very difficult process. Every decision you need to make, which is very precise, and uh, you need to have a lot of investigation, investigation of the scenery, of where she go, investigation of the people she's going to meet, the culture in that country, or the thing that that country which is not allowed or which is not... Um, the things that are taboo, you, which, which you yeah. can't wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm just thinking, like, yes, if there was a country where there's a certain bird which is bad luck, you can't have the person wearing an outfit which depicts that bird, right? Just as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Normally it's not birds, but flowers. You can see flowers. They have so many meanings in most of the country. So mostly, I will use my own culture to to imply for the design, like the printing, embroidery, and also the coloration. Somehow, it's let's say if there's a country, and then mostly their their color cannot be too bright. 
in that ceremony. So somehow we'll use some monotone like black and white, and maybe emeralds, very dark green or deep blue to present our own clothes. So different scenery. So we will have different choice of colors. Like when when you're going to a hot country, bright color will be a good pick, and also you need to be compare of the people who sit or stand next to you. So you need to guess what is the people who sit and stand next to you will wear, and then you need to think a good strategy for her to become a unique one. Which is elegant and showing her beauty of our of China, and you say the beauty of China. So, do you incorporate specific traditional Chinese designs into the clothes as well? Yeah, of course. This is our responsibility, of course. So we need to combine Suzhou embroidery, and also we can have、uh, some brocade, which weave. Are lucky symbols inside, right? Well, maybe if it's possible, we should have some photos that describe these little design elements. Yeah, yeah, of course. Some of them, part of the details, close up, we can. Okay, good. You know, I talk to many people about different styles of communication, be it in talking, in writing, you know,、mm-hmm. like painting and dancing. But this is, you know, where you're communicating through clothing is something which I don't understand myself. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, this is very difficult touch, and it's which is very different. Actually, presenting an art somehow is、uh, very personal.、Mm. But for clothing or presenting the design details on clothing, you are manipulating international language. Somehow, you can put your language on your clothing. So that's why.、Uh, I use a lot of experience to study different culture on the world, and then try to develop a new presentation of a nowadays language on clothing.、Mm-hmm. I guess that's the positive side. What what have been the challenges then in working with you know such a high profile person? Mostly, it's the stress. You cannot do anything wrong, of course, and.、Uh, Every clothing I made, we just only have one chance, and this chance will be history, and you cannot change the history. So that means your mistake will be the history. <laughs> right, but then, do you have a consultation where you know you can talk with the client and they can tell you if you're going in the right or wrong direction? It's not very straightforward. Some decision will lost in translation, and、uh, somehow you need to guess what the client like, which is the most difficult part. Yeah, in this job. Well, let's leave this example, and we can now talk more generally. Because when you talk about、um, how you guess what a client wants, that must apply to any client. So, how do you go about guessing what they want? Actually, every people have. Different method.、Uh, for me, I will through the research first. You can see the silhouette, the colors, and the, the design or the cutting she mostly she like, and somehow I I will have another underground guess 
which is like because I'm very addicted in the horoscope. And then this is this makes me to have some decision or or guess of what will the client like. So I'm Leo. Yeah. So if I was your client, then what would you assume then for a Leo? Leo, the represent symbol is the sun, and so Leo mostly they would like to become a spotlight under. Oh no! <laughs> This is going to be embarrassing. Keep going. <laughs> Actually, I I might eat Leo very much. Oh,、uh, they they love to on the stage. They they want somehow they they want to be a king or queen. <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> <laughs> And、uh, you you like something which is show your identity.、Mm. The woman, who she's Leo, I I don't know why they like animal prints. Most of them, so they like lep leper, leper print, leopard print. Le- oh, leopard and tiger, right? Yeah. Let's try one more example then. If there's anything like a specific、um, star sign that you like to design for, like which one would it be? All right.、So、let's say prices. So prices.、Uh, pi- prices. 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 So prices.、Uh, Woman mostly, they like romantic things.、Mm-hmm. So you can say chiffon, and ruffles, tiny details, who have more embroidery on it. Like you present her like a goddess, or like a goddess in Greek time. Maybe she likes it, but of course. Not just only sun sign in pricey, because different people has different presentation of of the horoscope. Yeah. yeah. So I I guess what you're saying is you'll meet them in person and but you'll come in with a little bit of extra knowledge with that horoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. How funny. Okay. Well, in terms of how you manage people, then apart from maybe going to the horoscope side, how do you find、uh, working particularly in China? So I want my company to be very. Lightweight company, you don't have so many hierarchy.、Uh, which is flat enough to make the things happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've had such a long career. Yeah.、Um, and but now this is really like the first time that you are in control from top to bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. And、It's、do you feel that you enjoy the management side as well as the design side, or do you think you're still at heart you still prefer the design side? I was. Inputting too much time in investigating design in my first ten years career, and then now I think I need to move to the next level is balancing the creativity and also the、uh, commercial side. Well, good luck with everything. <laughs> Thank you. But let's、uh, move on to part two. Question one: What is your favorite China-related fact? I love Chinese history when I was young. All the first king of all the dynasty, the Pirus dynasty, which is destroying, and you feel that it's time to did some change, and if it's long-lasting or not, we didn't know, but change, which is a very miracle verse. Right, I understand. So,、yeah. 
So basically, when, when it's the first king of a new dynasty, then they are the ones who are responsible for getting rid of the previous dynasty. Yeah. And then only history knows how long this new dynasty will last, but yeah. it's all about creating new things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I became a designer. I like to create things. How interesting. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Chinese? I got a fav- my favorite phrase, but which is very hard to translate in <laughs> English. I try, I try. That means you are good in love. You need to have a good personality. You need to be kind to attract the things towards you. But you need to walk steady to walk far. But okay. which is just is uh, when I translate in English, it looks a little bit stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite destination within China? I think where I am, Shanghai. Shanghai is very pretty, of course. What do you think, Oscar? Well, I'm a bit biased as well, but you know, I like to travel as well and explore new places. So living and traveling, I think, is two separate things. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, for me, it's always nice to get home to Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. Shanghai, I think the culture which is、uh, different. Actually, some of the old Hong Kong culture was influenced by Shanghai. Right. That time, so、uh, you can see so many poets who lived here, and、uh, some of the famous political person, or condense so many different type of people. So that means Shanghai is a very good city for you to connect different ideas, and then you can. Find your own way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I guess that's where it's similar to Hong Kong. They've historically both been very open,、uh, yeah. outwardly looking cities. Yeah. If you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least? I my answer is very ordinary food. So of course, London. You had a very good Chinatown because most of the Hong Kong people goes there and open their restaurant. But when you are in Paris, I also I also live a while in Paris. Chinese food in Paris is terrible. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> but of course the Vietnamese food in there is、ah, very delicious. Right, right. So, so it's different. Is there anything that still surprises you about life in China? What surprised me is you use WeChat Pay. Maybe just you spend one dollar to buy onion in the market. You can just pay it. So I I'm very surprised, and、uh, I think the. Electronic development here is really pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next question: Where is your favorite place to to go out to eat, to to drink, to hang out? the The best restaurant I I really like is is called High Line, which is on the sixth floor of Ascot, and the best drinks is Sober Company. Sober Company, which is the fifty best bar in Asia. And it's opened by Japanese. Oh right. Okay, let's move on. What is the best or worst purchase you've recently made? It's Taobao. <laughs> right, but what about the actual thing you bought? Like, do you remember? Was there a really good thing or a really bad thing?、Uh, you you can find anything in there, even you applying the visa. I I think it's so miracle because you want to apply visa like Vietnam or some somewhere you can just. Send your passport copy, and then they send you a real actual paper directly to your home. Wow, what is your favorite WeChat sticker? Oh, okay. Can you describe this? <laughs> It's illustrated 
I can say a human, and、uh, the hands is moving like a fan, and it's exploding too many hearts on it. That's so, very cute. Yeah. What's your go-to song to sing at KTV? <laughs> I think most of the Hong Kong people they will like Eason Chan. Right. Yeah, we can find lots of Hong Kong culture in in the lyrics. So the the one I love is called. I can I say in Cantonese yes, this time? Yes, of course. So you you go. Okay, I will try and find that one. I can't speak Cantonese though, so that's going to be hard for me. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you. Okay, and finally, what other China-related media or sources of information do you use? SCMP, South China Morning Post in Hong Kong.、Mm. But also, I will watch、uh, the Tencent. I would like to investigate the difference between media, which is not in the same place. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, Octo. Thank、uh, you, Oscar.、Uh, and good luck with the new venture. Thank you. I I hope it will be a big hit all around the world. Yeah. Well, before you leave, out of everyone you know in China, who do you recommend that I interview next? All right.、Uh, I'm recommending a very good guy called Ducklin. And he's from a very interesting family. He's doing a very cool business. It's a small island next to Shanghai. Great. Well, I'd love to go to that island. It sounds fascinating. And thanks so much. I look forward to meeting Douglin. Thank you. And with those final words, that's a wrap on season one of Mosaic of China. Thank you to Octo for giving up her time, and thanks to the other twenty-nine guests as well. As you can hear, the guests contribute a lot to the program, not just with their stories, but also with preparing their object, in sharing extra images with me for social media, and in nominating somebody for the next season. This has been a real team effort, so thank you sincerely. And speaking of team effort, I want to give a proper thanks to the three people I mention at the end of every episode. Firstly, there's Milo De Prieto, who helped to guide me through the setup and to create the sound of the podcast from day one. He also helped to edit down the first half of the series and taught me how to do it so that I could handle the second half by myself. Secondly, there's Alston Gong, who got me set up on the China side. Thanks to Alston, the podcast is up and running on Shimalaya and on Weibo. And again, he taught me how to do it before passing over the baton at the start of the year. And if Milo helped to create the sound of the podcast, then Denny Newell is the one I need to thank for creating the look of the podcast. Denny designed the logo and the individual tiles for each guest. And as I have zero skill in graphic design, I don't think he stands a chance in handing over those responsibilities to me anytime soon. So I'm sorry, Denny, you're stuck with me. There are so many others who played a part in this. I want to thank the teams at Unravel, Podfest, and IPWS. All three of these organisations helped me find the courage to jump into this project, and finally to the individuals who helped at various points along the way, including Rebecca Cantor, Clara Davis, Drew Mengjie, Josh Ogden Davis, Jessica Gleason, Nesta Gunaris, Gabby Gabriel, Dave Bennett, Vashay Petrosian, Kieran Lagiledi, Shannon Martin, and Curtis Baker. I know I've missed out some people there, so if you're one of them, please give me a sharp kick when you next see me. Finally, and most cheesily, I want to also thank you for listening. There have been times when doing this podcast every week has been tougher than I anticipated, especially in the last few months, where first China and then the rest of the world has felt like it's been chewed up and spat out. So thank you all so much for listening and for engaging with these stories. 
it has been a pleasure for me to be with you and I'm looking forward to doing it again next season. Before that, I'll be back next week with a special end of season episode in which I'll also let you know what to expect over the next few months. See you then. Music